Welcome to Confession Radio. I am David Allen, and I today am joined by the, I, I wouldn't rather be quarantined with anybody else, the incomparable songwriter, singer, blog writer, Mella. Welcome back, Mella. Hey, how are you? Oh, we are great. We're so excited to have you. And the, the hooker that I picked up on the street, well, why she won't go away. Liz Stone, welcome back, Liz Stone. I'll, I'll keep it six feet away because that works with you anyhow. <laughs> Yeah, she's like a herpes sore. She just won't go away. Ah! Well, I'm not going to say where I got that from. So just look in the mirror, friend. <laughs> so, ladies, how are you in this in these crazy, crazy times? I haven't really spoke to any of you, honestly. It's been so busy for everybody. Well, I'll tell you this. Everybody's doing this. Put a bear in the window. Like we can all say hi. I put my monkey in the window and he's holding a bottle of Cuervo. So that's my <laughs> contribution to being creative from home. <laughs> How about you, Mella? How are you handling things? I'm doing really well, and I feel bad that I'm doing so well because I'm super introverted anyway, so I never really left my house. And they're saying, like, all you can do is go to the store. That's all I've done for the last, like, four years. So I've been basically quarantined. I've prepared my whole life for this, honestly. <laughs> so you, you, I mean... Wow. That's, that's pretty, see, I'm, I'm total opposite. I'm a total extrovert. I have to have social contact. Hence the reason that we're all here today trying to, you know, <laughs> just talk and have these conversations because I'm, I'm on day two of quarantine. My business finally shut down a couple of days ago and I'm going absolutely crazy because, you know, in your mind, you normally have the weekend off and you're like, okay, I have to go back to work tomorrow. But now I'm looking at, I'm like, I don't have to go back to work tomorrow. What the hell am I going to do? <laughs> Well, how long do you, do you know, or is it just indefinitely? It's, I'm not sure, to be honest, everything's right. kind of up in the air. Um, it's a small business to begin with. Um, so, you know, we've always had our financial struggles and so I, I'm not sure even if at all, or if, you know, mm. he's saying a couple months, you know, I, I'm not sure. It, it really honestly depends when all of this is lifted too, you know, so there's a sure. lot of very, very difficult factors in that question. Yeah. And I am, I don't want to make light of this at all because it is like scary for a lot of people and people like you don't know what you're going to come back to at right. all. So right. even though nothing has changed for me, I'm really trying not to be like, everything's so great. You know, I just want to like appreciate and understand where everybody else is coming from. Right. And that's why we're here. That's why the three of us are here because we're getting three different perspectives on it. And, you know, and the internet's such a mixed bag. I mean, there's some good, there's some bad, and there's some really ugly. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of questions, a lot, a lot of questions. And and that's why I wanted to kind of come on, talk to people, let them know that we're here always. Confession Radio is always here. Mel is always here. She's always willing to help. Liz is always willing to help, you know, so we have a really great um, team. Is that appropriate? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no contact sports, though. You know, you just have to uh, <laughs> think, think about me and uh, do what you will. Wow. So, Liz, I, I understand you have a, an interesting story about uh, some shortages going on in the world today. Some shortages? <laughs> oh, my. Can you be a little more specific? Because there's shortages in everything. Oh. I mean, I'm you, you're not talking about me in particular are you wow i mean if, if there's no shortage of me recently i mean i could get on and do some fetish cams and people be sending me like lasagna and cookies <laughs> See, but that's that's the thing now now online and mela you do a lot of your your yours is contactless and you know you, you do a lot of your business from online stuff too right yeah it's 100 percent online so, you were prepared for this yeah nothing literally nothing has changed for me <laughs> I mean, has business picked up since, you know, since all this has started happening? Because I, 
I feel like what's going to wind up happening is a lot of people are going to want to do more podcasting and more studio time and things like that, because, you know, what else are you going to do when you have nothing to do? Right. Yeah. I actually have seen an increase in at least in interest. And then I do have a few new clients now also. So yeah, things are going <laughs> like, I feel bad. They're going great for me, but no, don't feel uh, bad. This is great. This is great because this is the reason I wanted to do this is because I wanted to let people know that, you know, there are ways to, to make it through this as it were, you know, my goal has always been to kind of create my own business. And that I, you know, I'm hoping that after this is said and done, I won't have to go back to a, a nine to five job. I can do this and live off yeah. of what I'm doing. Just kind of like what you do, Mela and what you do, Liz, you know? So that's kind of my, my goal is to kind of create a business out of this and, and podcasting obviously is, is going to be number one right now. Cause what else do people have to do other than watch and listen? Well, yeah, everybody loves a good story. I mean, ever since we were children, we want to hear once upon a time and, you know, kind of take a walk through the scary forest and hopefully there's going to be a happy ending. However, my two cents right now with everybody staying at home and eating way more than they probably should. <laughs> I'm sorry if I don't mean to offend anybody because I'm in the category, too. Um, yeah, I, I think we should maybe keep the clothes on and keep more audio because <laughs> I, I've been reading a lot about these uh, webcams that are getting more popular. Let's just show a little decorum, folks, shall we? You know, <laughs> I, I want to hear what you're doing. I don't necessarily want to see, but that's just me. Well, that's all. Listen, there's a community for everybody, Liz. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, I suppose that's just my own two cents. I, I, I love a little mystery. I guess that's what it is. A little mystery goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that, Mela? About what, webcams? Yes. <laughs> I do whatever you want. I, I'm not, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. I don't. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. I'm just, I'm prone to nightmares. So that's my own personal thing. I'm, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. I'm just going to sit back and listen to you two go at it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Well, you said you wanted to listen, so that's good. You don't want to watch, but you want to listen. So exactly. So yeah. there's a lot of questions concerning this, uh, you know, this this coronavirus or COVID nineteen, however you want to say it. And I, I think it's it's kind of crazy to me. First of all, I still can't get any clarification on the whole uh, bathroom tissue issue. Like, mm-hmm. have we anybody got any clarity on why oh, you yes. have to have so much toilet paper? I'll jump right in because you know me. I got the news on 24-7 and I'm always reading. I love psychology. What it boils down to is people feel right now is they have no control over their life. For some reason, having large quantities of toilet paper makes you feel like you're gaining control. It's that hunter-gatherer mentality. I don't know. I, I don't go out with a shotgun and go after rolls of toilet paper. But in the modern society we live in, you know, we know we no longer need to be aggressive with weapons. We just go out with our big mouths, I guess, <laughs> and strong arm people like ah, those. Those are my rolls of toilet paper. Get away from me. I don't think I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I don't appreciate when people act like total jerks. But that's at the at the root of it is people want to regain control. For some reason, it makes them feel, you know, all warm and fuzzy inside to have plenty of toilet paper to wipe their arse with, I guess. <laughs> That's interesting. How many, how many, uh, Liz, how many rolls of toilet paper do you have in your house right now? Uh Oh, do I have to tell you? <laughs> I don't, I'm a, it's kind of like the free monkeys. You know, if I tell them, then they're going to be knocking on my, if, remember like the Craig, I'm not going to go into it, but there was a Craigslist, uh, joke. Somebody pulled on me. They said that I owned a pet store. I had free monkeys to give away and my, <laughs> and my phone blew up. 
for 24 hours. Everybody, one of my free monkeys. So I'm going to give you an estimate of how many rolls of toilet paper I have. Let's just say more than five, less than a hundred. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> just to be safe. Mella, how, how about many, you guys? How many, how many rolls you have, Mella? You know, I've been fine because every time I go to the store, I just stock up on like, you know, and this was way before the, you know, when the craze started happening, I was like, I'm good. I don't even need to go out and try to get anything. So I'm doing fine. <laughs> so you have like built in instinctual, like survival guide. It's, it's yeah, so funny. My friend was joking with me. She was like, you've prepped your whole life for this. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And it's just, to you, it's like a normal day. You know, everybody right. else is losing their mind. Their head spinning like Linda Blair and Melanie's just right. sitting back going, oh, I'm just, hey guys, what's going on? Right. <laughs> and I'm not like a doomsday prepper or anything. I don't have like a shelter or anything. I just have enough food. I have enough soap and toilet paper and paper towels and wipes. I'm, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm doing fine. Can you imagine a world where everybody just did that? Like just, we were all introverted like that. <laughs> I don't see people need, we need extroverts because if everybody was like me there, no one would ever like reach out or talk to anybody. So it, you guys are really what makes the world go around. We just hang out in the background <laughs> and watch and laugh and go, what the yeah. hell yeah, is wrong people, with these people? Mella, Mella, people like you keep it centered to keep us the, the gravitational pull and sink though. So we don't fly off into the <laughs> next galaxy galaxy. <laughs> That's true. Cause sometimes, you know, Liz and I have, we've done so many shows together and, and so many different names. And I mean, we need someone like you, Mella, just to bring us down and be like, okay, guys, bring it in, bring it in a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I did some fact checking on the internet and um, I, I wanted to uh, just kind of play a quick game of true or false with the both of you and see what you guys think about this. But wait, you didn't tell us, are you set on toilet paper? How are you doing? Oh, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I got, okay. you know, I, I'm going with Liz's answer, you know, okay. more than five, <laughs> less than 500. So <laughs> wait a minute, 500? Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm good. We, okay. I'm the same way. I'm a Sam's Club shopper. So, you know, when we go, you know, we mm -hmm. buy in bulk and, you know, even before all this, it was, it was right. the same thing. It was just, we went, we, we bought it, we have it, you know, there's only two of us that live together. So it's not like, you know, I have kids or, you know, multiple people using it. So. We're good here. Okay. I wonder if this, I wonder if the sale of bidets is going to go up. There you go. You know, my <laughs> boss was looking at that. It's so funny. We were talking about that and you know, I, same thing. I'm like, you've run out of toilet, just take a shower, you know, like seriously, like just it, it, it I don't know. I still can't <laughs> get a clarification on that, but let's go to the true or false part of this. So I want to, I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions and you just let me know if you think they're true or false. And these are yeah. legit too, by the way, these are like on the CDC website. They're like all over the place. These are legit questions people are asking about the coronavirus. Okay. So you can protect yourself from COVID-19 by swallowing or gargling with bleach, steroids, <laughs> or using essential oils, salt water, ethanol, or other substances. False. <laughs> You're kidding, right? This is true. This is on the CDC website. It's true. And this can't be true. No, 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 no. I'm saying no, the we, question is yeah, true, we, but it we, is false. We know it's false. We know yeah, okay. it's false. <laughs> but why would people like talk about psychology? Why would people ask if that's, you know, gargling mm. bleach is okay? You know? Because their dear leader tells them it's all a hoax. Oops. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm leaving it at that. Sorry. I went there. Oops. <laughs> I got nothing to say about that. Okay, next question. Okay. The new coronavirus was deliberately created, created or released by people. Deliberately? Deliberately, yes. False. Yeah, false. Yeah, that is false. 
Um, next question is ordering. No, a- no. Can I jump in? Sure. This is, I've had, this has been my conspiracy theory forever. Sooner or later, these poor animals, I'm, I'm not a vegan, so don't, don't crucify me. These poor animals that we've tortured and slaughtered, were going to get even with us somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this really scare. I know this is terrible to admit this is, but this is my own, how my mind goes. These wet markets in Wuhan, China, they're so barbaric. And these poor creatures being like savaged and skinned alive and, and their immune systems are so compromised. So somebody ate a bat that wasn't thoroughly torched, I guess. And the virus jumped from the bat to the human, then human to human. I don't know. I, I always, you know, I, I have these really weird thought processes that like when I die, I'm going to go before, I'm not going to go before St. Peter. I'm going to go before you know, all the chickens that were slaughtered at KFC and Colonel <laughs> Sanders is going to rain down fire. See, extrovert, introvert, sorry, Mella, is going to rain down fire on me and said, you motherfucker, get in this bucket for all the chicken that you've eaten. This is what you get. And I'm done. I, I don't even know how to follow that up. I just, Corona, coronavirus. Corona is animal to human. That's what I'm getting at. Sorry. I was going to go full circle on this animal to human and then jump from human to human. That's what's that. What, that's what made it so deadly and hard to control. Okay. But was it deliberately done is the question. No, it was not deliberately done. Right. Right. That's false. Yeah. I, I agree. I also think that, you know, we've, we've, uh, drain the hell out of the resources of our current earth. And this is also unfortunately population control. I mean, that's where my mind goes when stuff like this happens, like the tsunamis and, you know, the H1N1, all this other stuff that happens is because there's just too many of us and it sucks and it's morbid. And I know, but it just, there's just too many of us and we're just draining the resources. What are your thoughts, Mella? I just saw, I don't know if you guys have seen like endangered animals and like animals that people haven't seen in decades are now coming back out because there's no people. And like there was some type of animal that hasn't been seen since the 90s that was seen like walking around in a busy downtown area. So you talking about David Lee Roth? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, actually. (laughs) I don't know the name of the animal, but it was it's just so interesting to me to see how earth is doing better because people aren't messing with it right now. That makes absolute sense. In LA, like everything is kind of going well because people have been staying home. So instead of maybe you know, the, the reset that I thought this, maybe this is the earth's reset, you know, like we don't necessarily need to kill you, but I need you to just back off for a couple (laughs) of minutes, you know, go to your room. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's nature's way of punishing us saying, go to your room. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this in just a second, but I, I need a, you know, I need a break, you know, like <laughs> that's crazy though. So, all right. And the, uh, so this, the last, the next question is ordering or buying products shipped from China will make a person sick. True or false. See, I don't, I don't know because can't the virus live on for a couple of days or no? Well, ordering or buying products shipped from China. I mean, it can on cardboard and and stuff like that, but this is particularly from China itself. I would say false. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I would say false, but I'm still going to wash it. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Yeah. When you get your packages, we do the same thing. We lice all everything before we come to the house. I don't care where it came from. I'm still spraying it down. (laughs) And then the last question, and this, this cracks me up because I see it all day, every day when, you know, and And again, being an extrovert, it's so hard for me to sit in the house. It really, really is. I mean, if I'm not in front of my computer, I have to be outside doing something. 
So true or false, a face mask will protect you from COVID-19. False. Yes, absolutely false. They keep saying that they're talking about it all over the news about how like these are not you're really just kind of breathing in your own germs. And same thing with the gloves. Oh, my God, the gloves are making me nuts. These people like dish gloves they are walking around dish gloves. I'm like, but they're contaminated. So all you're doing is put that back in your purse when you're not using it. Right. Well, actually, the best defense is washing your hands and have the water at least 77 degrees. That in conjunction with the foam from the soap will break down the protect. Listen, I'm getting all scientific here. The protective coating that is on these, um, this, these viral molecules. And that's, it'll just, it'll just, you know, they'll degrade. So yeah, soap and water. I mean, geez. So people are telling us, experts are telling us we need to wash our hands. Wow. <laughs> we've re- we've really evolved as a species, haven't we? <laughs> Wash your hands. You have to be told. I mean, I was told that since I was a child, though. I mean, that's one thing yeah. my mother taught me was, you know, just make sure you wash your hands. I mean, we used to drink out of uh, the, the hoses attached to the house back in the day. You know, we didn't we didn't care. Now it's like you can't even leave the house. Right. It's just not one thing I saw that I think might help people because I had never thought of this, but a doctor was saying when you go out in public, touch things with your non-dominant hand because when you like itch your eyes or whatever, you're oh, like wow. yeah, dominant yeah. hand. Hmm. That's so. interesting. Did you yeah. hear that, Alan? That would be your left hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, no. I, yeah, okay. So I read this interesting story about, um, you know, obviously people getting laid off left and right. You know, uh, unemployment's at what, 3.3 billion, million, something like that. Wow. I can't yeah. Oh, yeah. It's getting there. So now the celebrities are stepping in, which I think is absolutely great. This uh, poor girl was laid off in Disney Springs. She was a cocktail uh, server at Disney Springs and she got laid off. And so she went on you know, Twitter and posted her story about you know, how she's living paycheck to paycheck. She loved her job. So Taylor Swift actually reached out to her via DM and was like, hey, let me help you. Let me send you some money. But she thought it was a fake because naturally people are disgusting and they want to scam everybody. Well, it turns out that it was legitimately Taylor Swift and she sent her $3,000 via PayPal. Whoa, that's awesome. That is a phenomenal story. It's it's nice to know that there are people out there who actually want to help. She said, it's, you know, it's crazy. I'm still speechless. So many people have reached out and messaged me and called me and I just can't wrap my mind around that. Out of her millions and billions of fans, she picked me. So I think that's, you know, I, I, I hope to hear more stories like that because you know, right now we we truly need it. And I know with the government and the bailout and all this other stuff, it's it's just still everything's still so uncertain. Yeah. I heard Rihanna donated like five million dollars to a food bank or something like That's her. awesome. Yeah. So I, I I think it's great that we're we're finally doing this. and the businesses. I mean, the, the opposite of this great story is I just read a story right before we all got together about a company who wants to deduct the stimulus uh, coronavirus check, the twelve hundred dollars from their employees' paychecks. Oh come on! <laughs> yeah, I'd be going old school with pitchforks and a torch yeah. on that one, definitely. Of course, the company's not named because the the employee didn't want to come forward with the with the name of the company. But it's a company in Texas who apparently is going to be taking the stimulus money out of their paychecks to help the business themselves. Meanwhile, the business will probably get bailout money. Right. And there's no oversight that was supposed to be built into the package. She's how convenient that got taken out now. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, there's going to be some. 
I don't know. With all the with all the individuals in this country, I think that these business owners need to just watch it a little bit. Don't get don't get too cocky. You know, right? It's yeah. It's a shame, and I I feel like this is going to help us though revert or not revert, but kind of move us towards more home based positions. Like I said earlier in the show about you know, becoming a podcast that makes money or helping people launch their podcast and kind of doing what, what Mela does, you know, you're a songwriter. Talk about your business, Mela. What is it exactly that you do? Mostly I'm a session singer. So songwriters will contact me because they've written a song. Usually it's most of my clients are male. So they've written a song for a female to sing and they obviously can't. So they need me to do it. Um, but I also do voiceover and I will do like consulting on songs to kind of like help people you know, make something more marketable or whatever. So it's anything songwriting, but the majority is just session singing for songwriters. And then I also, my blog, I make some money off of that as well. So I blog about the music industry and all of my behind the scenes stuff. And this has been, you've been doing this for how long now? Uh, Full time since 2016, but I've been doing it since I was, you know, a kid, I guess. Technically. Right, yeah. I so, hate when people say that. Like, I've been singing since I was four. Like, we all have. Shut up. I just- hey, David Allen here from Confession Radio and the Podcast Whisperer. I am so excited today to tell you guys about Anchor. Anchor.fm gives you all the tools that you need to create your own podcast. And the best part, it's free. You can monetize from it. You have creation tools that allow you to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And it will distribute as well to all the major podcast websites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those amazing, amazing podcast platforms. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. I can't wait to hear your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's awesome, though. You're living your dream. How many people can say they're doing that? Yeah. I mean, it is a lot of work too. I think like it's glamour. I even glamorize it myself on my blog because I don't want to complain about it, you know, but there are struggles like any business that you would have. But yeah, I mean, I like, like you said, since people are home now and they're finally getting the chance to work on stuff that they haven't had time to now it's kind of picking up for me. So where can I go to hear some of your work? Because now I'm curious of what you sound like when you sing. It's uh, mellowmusic.com is my website. And then I'm also on, well, you can like all of my social medias through there. So you can find anything. Cool. Awesome. And if you haven't heard, and Liz, I I think I've sent you the album a couple of times. She has a couple albums out there and they are absolutely phenomenal. Still my favorites. So I, I love the stuff that you put out there. It's so funny. I listen to my old stuff and I cringe so hard because I'm like, God, why did I do that like that? But I think hopefully that's a good thing. It means that I've like grown since then. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Definitely. From herself. It means that you're learning. I don't know. Yeah. You're Maybe. growing. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I listen to my shows all the time. I mean, Liz and I will, will go back. We've been doing this since 2009. You know, we've been friends forever. Um, you know, longer than dirt, I guess. And, you know, and we do it all the time though. We're like, oh my, I'll, I'll like be looking through the archives. I'm like, oh my God, Liz, listen to the quality of this freaking podcast. Listen to how terrible <laughs> the content this was. And then we look at it now and we think, holy shit. Literally. So I, I believe it's very important that you do that because you don't know where you've ever come from if you don't do that. So you, you'll yeah. never know when to grow or how to grow if you don't. 
Yeah, for sure. And I actually see a lot of songwriters that don't do that. They think that everything they've ever written is genius and brilliant. And you Mm. can kind Mm. of tell like they really haven't, you know, of course, I'm not going to call anybody out right here, but like they their work hasn't improved in like 10 years because they still think that what they did 10 years ago is great is relevant today. And and it's, I mean, I, I, I mention this every time I can, when Liz and I first started doing this back in 2009, we were on a little platform called blog talk radio. And at that point, you know, the microphones weren't readily available and everything was done through the phone line. And, you know, and, and Liz told me forever, you know, we did the show for what, about a year and a half. And, you know, it was called get unleashed at the time. And, she was like, oh, we, we need to upgrade our equipment. We, you know, this, this phone quality is just terrible. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. The quality <laughs> does not matter. It's it's the content that we're putting out there. And the moment that we upgraded and we started, you know, sounding more clear, more, you know, projectable, people just started following. It was great. That's awesome. I, do you have any of those old ones that are out there? Oh, yes. I, I don't want to talk about it, though. <laughs> he's he's still in therapy over it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have I have our entire content from from day one, episode one to to current. I mean, I, I keep everything. I'm not a hoarder, but I keep everything. That's amazing. Yeah, because I, I, I love to grow. I mean, I love to grow even, you know, we've been through so many different shows, Liz and I and, and myself, I've collaborated with other people on different shows, too. So you know, I, it's, it's a growing industry. And again, if you can't, and the the biggest, you know, thing I can stress is if you can't listen to yourself, how the hell can anybody else listen to you? Right. For sure. A lot of truth in that. I mean, and just like Mel said, this is a time for self-reflection and the earth is healing itself. The animals are coming back. So maybe it's time we start doing some Cleaning of our houses, as it were. Yeah, internally. Absolutely. I totally believe that. I mean, if you can break through the noise of of the worry and the panic and and even meditation, meditation is a huge thing for me. I love I love meditation. And if you could just break through that barrier of all that, the, the bullshit that you hear outside. Seriously, the world is so quiet right now because nobody's out. There's no cars. There's no there's no subways. There's no buses, no horns everything's just completely silent and it's still right now. And this is the time I know, you know, money will follow and bills will happen. You know, it will, it'll all happen, but meditation will help slow that process down in your mind and, and help, you know, just kind of breathe a little bit and and tell you, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, it has to be because this isn't just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around thinking that it's just me that's affected when it's really like a whole worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. And for people like me, like I have a hard time sitting still that long to meditate, but they have like 10 minute guided ones on mm-hmm. YouTube. So if you want to get started, but you're like, ugh, I can't like guided ones are really helpful because you're just basically listening to someone tell you what to do. Absolutely. And, I, you know, uh, there's a, a app that I use. It's called Aura. They don't sponsor the show at all, but they are they, there's three minutes. There's five minute ones, you know, so oh, really? they okay. help you. They help build you up into, you know, an hour session if you really wanted to do it. So same thing, guided meditation, you know, breathe in, breathe out, you know, imagine a stream. You're sitting in the stream. What does the water feel like? And if you really commit to it and you really kind of buy into the whole thing, it's pretty amazing, you know, like you could feel like the temperature of the water in your fingertips or you could feel the sand between your toes without actually leaving your house. It's it's so insane to me. That's awesome. I'm definitely is it for are you do you have a, uh, an iPhone or a, does it matter? I 
I have an iPhone. I'm not sure if it's available. It's okay. called Aura, um, but check it out. I mean, and, and there's other apps out there too. If Aura is not a headspace is another one that's really good. Um, I'm not sure again, if they're cross compatible, I imagine everybody is now these days. I mean, everybody's by these days. So I would imagine that, you know, they do that, but I love it because it has taught me so much about, you know, meditation. I'm up to about, I think like 45 minutes now, but Mela, I was the same way you were. I cannot, I still can't sit still. I can't even shut up right now. <laughs> well, now it's good. We don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously though, it, it's, it starts you out with a three, five minute meditation. I mean, even in the description, it's like, you can even do it on the toilet, which is where I started doing it. And then just kind of <laughs> moved on from there. Cause that's my mornings, magical. <laughs> my mornings were so busy, you know? So I got up, I went, you know, we like everybody, every human being, they get up, they shower, they do their thing. And they go, you know, so that's where I was doing it at first. But, you know, and then I kind of grew into more of a and if you get brave, you can go outside and sit in the grass. Yeah. So I don't know. I love meditation. And like I said, I think at this point, this is the best time, like Liz had said, you know, we maybe need to start internally cleaning ourselves, too. With all For that sure. toilet paper that you got. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, so that's that's where we're at right now. And and again, you know, we're always here to help. And that's that's why, you know, we're bringing confession back more into it now. Now I have nothing but time. So, yeah. you know, before it was, you know, money and jobs and things. But now, you know, I have the next couple of months to to really perfect this thing and, and make it work for everybody. I'm excited for you to grow this because I've been I mean, you know, I've been a fan and supporter for years now. So I'm excited for this to be like a household name, like everybody turns into confession radio and I'm really excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited. And and I know you and Paul and Liz have been like the biggest supporters of the show. And, and I mean, I have our fans, of course, you know, and but, you know, anytime I need anything, I can call on any three of you and be like, hey, I got all these confessions. Let's do this. And <laughs> You know, it's just, it's such a shame. And truth be told, again, it was, you know, it's money. It's, it's the day job. It's, you know, it's, it's getting the motivation to come home. And now my eight hour day is a 16 hour day because I have, mm -hmm. you know, 20 confessions to edit and publish. And, you know, I don't have a team, you know, it's just me. So it's, you know, but it's a labor of love though. I'm excited. So what's your, are you going to work on it like every day? Is it going to be like a job, like a nine to five for you? Or do you know yet? Oh, slow down, Poppy. I, I'm not sure what we're doing. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of in the in the think the thinking phase. We're going to start with this, and then we're going to kind of okay. move forward and see kind of where it goes. Because you know, confession radio hasn't always been about me. It's always about the people. What do they want? You know, right. do they want something that's every day? Do they want something that's once a week? Do they want more interviews? Do they want more problems? You know, like what what is it that they want? And and I would love to to hear from them. Cool. Yeah. And uh, so speaking of confessions, I know Liz uh, graciously agreed to to read our super long confession today. Normally, this isn't, uh, you know, as long as we normally do it. But let's uh, let's hear it, Liz. Let it rip. OK, so um, this is from an anonymous source in the South. All right. He or she says, I work in human resources for a municipality. The city's population is an estimated 18,000 citizens. Our mayor has instructed us to still function as normal with little precautions apart from increased cleaning. We still have quite a bit of foot traffic throughout the building. We had two employees return from out-of-state travel and a cruise to Cozumel. They were instructed to return to work, but wear masks and check their temperature every two hours. This is such a blatant disregard for the coronavirus advice from the Centers for Disease Control Prevention and other state and federal entities. 
I'm concerned that someone may come through my office that shows no symptoms of the disease, but maybe happier of the coronavirus. Other county offices have closed or moved to essential personnel only, while we're still at our desks like there's nothing to be concerned about. Our state government even passed HB 1647 to authorize administrative leave with pay so we could reduce staff as necessary. Yet we're still all here. I'm grateful that the front end of our department is closed to the public, so our applicants can't get a referral to come see me. That has slowed visitors. The administration isn't listening to our concerns. We're not doing enough in Southeast Mississippi to prevent the spread of COVID-19. What advice do you have for me to deal with this? This is a tough one because I went through the same thing, you know, with our small business as well. You know, the owner wanted to stay open. I disagreed. You know, we were dealing with a lot of products coming in and out, people, you know, using their products. And it's just like, you know, of course we had hand sanitizer and all that stuff, but it's just still, you know, I I don't know. Mela, what's your thoughts on this? I, Tim, isn't, I, so I'm not a lawyer. I need to preface that, but this seems like a legal thing to me. If this, like, if, well, they said the mayor isn't doing anything, but I would think if your employer is not allowing you to be safe, that's some kind of like workplace hazard. I don't know. I don't, and I don't want to say, well, just quit your job because that's not even a solution. Right. So I don't know. And I don't know if this person just said, Hey, I refuse to come into work what ramifications would that have for them? You know, it's tough. I don't know. And I wish there was like some type of lawyer they could talk to some like workplace lawyer or something. I don't know. This is so tough. I don't, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was, was the voluntary layoff. If if I'm not mistaken, I know I'm in South Carolina, so I'm not sure about Mississippi, but we had an option to do a voluntary layoff, but because we were such a small business, that would literally close the business, which it did, because that's how it wound up happening here. So I'm not sure if this person could, you know, do that or if their boss is just literally just being a dick and like, mm-hmm. hey, I need you here. This is what we're doing. So there may be some legalities. Liz, what's what's your thoughts? You work in some kind of environment like this. Yeah. And there's the essential and non-essential businesses. I'm just going to preface a few things real quick. I I think like the poor souls working in in retail and food service, um, grocery stores, for example. I mean, they're they're getting it. People are getting there's very close contact with that. They're these surfaces are pretty gross and people are getting their face about there not being enough product and all that. So, I mean, and these those are very low wage jobs. And I'm sure they're being told they have to come into work. and on another note, where I work, it's considered an essential because it's it's news media. But however, there's been a real culture of you're even even before all this this virus, the COVID thing came came about. There's always been a real culture of oh, you're such a soldier if you come to work and you're sick mm-hmm. and you're coughing and you're hacking, you're still getting it done. Wait a minute, wait a minute, you're making the whole office sick. I mean, a guy came into work. And he was sneezing and hacking and touching everything. And I tried my best to keep my distance. But, you know, in an office, there's not a whole lot of ventilation. And lo and behold, I could feel that, you know, horrible head cold coming on. I left work. It was night and I was driving and my head was spinning. I was seeing double. I literally pulled into somebody's yard because I was so disoriented. This is one of the problems, I think, is the culture. I, I don't know if it's if it's more so in this country, in America, because you're just told to work yourself to death. Mm-hmm. Right. 
People don't take enough vacations. They get guilt tripped. And again, it's you're come to work sick. Well, look what you did because you, in spite of you being sick, it was kind of a selfish act because you'd pretty much infected a good portion of your, of your coworkers. So I think a lot of it is, is that culture. We need to get beyond that. And, and, and you know what, here, here, just, just one more thing. Okay. So you, you work your ass off to the point of near death, but I'll tell you what you, you fall, they're going to replace you in a heartbeat. Alan, I love what you've said. You know, you're, you're, oh, the help wanted ad is going to be written before your, your obituary has been posted. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to take a little bit back and control and say, wait a minute, I'm sick of being just a cog in a wheel. I'm sick of being, but we, we are so brainwashed and so conditioned to believe that's what we what we're good for. I think ever since the industrial revolution really took hold in, in this country, in the United States of America, you know, people have been told that, you know, it's your duty. It's your, you know, it's your duty to just be, you know, a team player, no matter how, like, if you're falling down on the job, be a good soldier. It's that whole mentality. And it, I, you know, I, I know I'm ranting, but, it's just that's just my my opinion about the about the whole situation. So, yeah, no, we I'm in Michigan and we're like that in snowstorms there. We'll, we'll get like 10 inches of snow and they're like, well, you have to come to work. It's like, how, <laughs> what? I know people who have died driving to their minimum wage job. It's insane, <laughs> isn't it? It's insane. Yeah. And minimum wage. That's that's the key here. Like in, and I think, you know, Liz, to your point. I think it's because the bills don't stop. You know, we're in a pandemic right now. We're all freaking out. We're all panicking, myself included. When when the business closed, I, I, I lost my mind. I opted to stay there as long as I possibly could just because I can't live off of unemployment. And, and before they passed, you know, all this stuff. So I can't live off of normal unemployment. It's just not it's just not my lifestyle. So I opted to put myself in there because the same way you were just saying, Liz, like it's just. One of those things where it's like a fight or flight mentality, you need to, you, we're constantly fighting, you know, we're constantly mm-hmm. fighting to survive every day. We have to pay our water bill, our electric bill, our rent. Those are just essential things, not even, you know, minusing the things that we're already doing to begin with. So I, I just, you know, I agree. And and same thing, Mel, to your point as well. I worked in New Jersey for a while and I lived in Philadelphia and I had to cross a bridge to get to work. And I was also not minimum wage, just make a little bit more than minimum wage. But same when it snowed, I'm like, they closed that bridge. I'm not being stuck in New Jersey. Are you going to pay for a hotel room? Oh, no, we can't <laughs> do that. So <laughs> when it would snow, I would go home and they'd all laugh at me. Oh, my God, look, it's snowing there. I got to go. You know, I'm not I'm not getting stuck in New Jersey for the night because you guys want me to sell a phone. You know, like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hear you. So to, to concerned in the South, I mean, it's, you have options now, which is great. You know, the government finally stepped up and and did what they needed to do. So I think you have a couple of options at this point. Um, She is human resources, so she should already know, or she works in human resources. So, I mean, maybe consult with her boss and see what the legalities are in this. And, you know, voluntary layoff is the first thing that came to my mind. I'm not sure if that's something that is, is, is available to them in that state, but I would assume at this point, if they haven't already, they're going to close. Yeah. I don't know anything about how Mississippi has been doing in terms of like whether they're on board with the rest of the country or not. It seems like I know Florida is way behind. It seems like their um, governor hasn't officially done anything yet. I don't know if that's still true, but South Carolina is like that too. At the end of the day, we live in a landlocked country. Last time I checked, there weren't oceans in between states. Right. So, <laughs> so <yet. laughs> unfortunately, I think our downfall or a potential downfall is that 
Again, I'm not knocking it, but it's just part of our culture, that rugged individualism. I can do this on my own. Screw the rest of you, you know, I'll just hoard my toilet paper. But state to state to state, we're free to go from one state to the other. And with all the travel, the speed of light, I mean, sooner or later, it's going to be in every state, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a good, I think it's going to take a good three to six months for this to start circulating and winding down. I was watching a program on CNN this morning and I just, I love some of the, of the, you know, authorities, they get on there. They're very, it's very science-based, not talking politics, but this, um, this doctor had mentioned that, you know, without a vaccine, this could take a good full two years to cycle the entire earth. And you'd have to get upwards of like 40 people infected. I know it sounds terrible to say that 40 percent rather of the human race to get infected to the point where um, there's like immunities built up to this. So that's Mm. I just it's and and this is about every hundred years you can bank on a pandemic hitting hitting this world since humans have existed, you know, from the black plague onto where we are now. So it's just, and it is kind of resetting. Like you said, Alan, I know that sounds kind of crude, but you know, population control because the earth can only handle so many, so many humans. This is what it is, I guess. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I'm just wondering like, so it's, it's like a reset as it were. And I had, I had a question and I I totally, it just left me. That's crazy. I hate when that happens. Mm -hmm. That's why I have to write everything down. I have to take Liz's uh, notes on that. Shit, I you, forgot you wanna, what I was going to say. You, you want to talk about the condom shortage? I know you've been chomping at the bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's that. But no, I, I agree with you. I just think that this is, you know, it's, I, I don't, I, for me, it was hard to kind of accept and understand. And, you know, I was that person in the beginning that was like, well, it's just the flu. It's, you know, that we get, we go through this every year is the, you know, the, the bird flu. And then there was the N1, H1 and, all, and we made it through all that. But this does seem to be a lot worse now, obviously, because I will be the first to admit uh, if it doesn't affect me and it's not my backyard, I can't say that I that I'm really concerned about it. Well, a lot of people think that way, unfortunately, but I think uh, we're getting a lot. We're becoming, whether we like it or not, more self-aware of what this is and what it has the potential to become. So and Mel, I, I really like listening to what you have to say. You're, you're a very wise woman. I mean, it is. Yeah. It is a chance for us to self-reflect. And I don't know about you. I mean, I have. The attention span of a house fly. <laughs> I can't look at a couple of sentences without, you know, I, 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 I'm learning. I'm learning to actually read full paragraphs. You know, I'm having fun with phonics, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember hooked on phonics. Well, so in closing, though, I guess, uh, you know, again, we're, we're this is just the beginning. You know, I feel like unfortunately it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, yeah. But. I think that's what we kind of need at this point, though. I We needed to get worse so we can start getting better. I know that sounds very odd to say, but in my mind, that's just what I'm thinking is that, you know, once we get through the worst of it, then we know that we can recover. Yeah, for sure. So, Mela, what, what's your take on this? What's your closing? Uh, we haven't heard anything from you. <laughs> I'm just I'm taking it in and I feel very. um unable to give any advice to that person. Unfortunately, I feel bad because I just don't know workplace legalities. And, you know, I don't ever want to tell somebody to just quit your job, just stay home, just don't go in. But that that's my initial reaction. But I, I don't want to say that. So (laughs) I don't know. I I'm struggling. I hope that hopefully their boss or manager will wake up and realize that it's more serious than they think, but that's probably wishful thinking. 
See, I also believe too that it's not always necessary. The the manager of the establishment, they're getting it from higher up too, you know? So I don't know that the boss isn't fighting for them to say, Hey, you know, we're all getting sick here. There's a chance we can get sick here, you know, running up the chain. We need to figure out what's our plan and they're not getting anything. So naturally they're jaded and they're, they're pissed off that they have to be there. So they have to make everybody else pissed off too. Yeah. I wonder if maybe if they spoke with all of their coworkers, their strength in numbers, you know, maybe if you all went together and we're like, we're done, we're not taking this. And they don't have to, they don't have to at this point, you know, and back, you know, we used to have sick time and and PTO time, but now most companies are wrapping it all into one. So, you know, that's another issue too. people. It, it, again, like Liz had said earlier, it's just that, you know, it's that mentality of that we, we have bills to pay and we have to make the money, unfortunately. And that that's why I think we are in the situation we are until the government mm-hmm. finally stepped in and said, okay, this is what we're doing to take care of that. Right. Well, that's my advice. Just riot, Mississippi. Everybody. <laughs> riot. And, and remember the three, the three magic words right now, unemployment on steroids. I mean, <laughs> listen, it's, kiss a Democrat today. Okay. Maybe from six feet away. <laughs> they're, they're the ones that push through the workers first part of this, you know, economic stimulus bill where you're going to get an additional 600 a week, an additional 600 a week. Okay. So I think you're going to be able to survive for four months. You don't have to worry about getting infected. So that's, that's that, my thought. Getting that. Well, like, I don't think I qualify for that because I'm a freelancer, right? Actually, or is, no, 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 you no, qualify, honey, yes. listen, look at uh, Lord, this is going to be a PSA today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Mella, not only listen to me, <laughs> I used to work for NPR, so. Oh, you've got a radio voice. That's how you're so sweet. (laughs) Not not only do you qualify, if you are an employed worker with a with a social security number, you can be part of the gig gig economy or a freelancer. Be sure to apply today. That's (laughs) all. But yes, you like it's it, your question, Mella. Think of all the toilet paper you could buy with an additional <laughs> 600 a week, Mella. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. And Alan, awesome. Alan, 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 Alan can finally get that blow up doll he's had his eye on. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I've already done had that. I popped it a couple times. But so. <laughs> Mella, yes, you do qualify as gig workers. Freelancers and gig workers do qualify. Now, I'm not sure the specifics. I mean, it's definitely something you're going to have to research, but I know I've seen that in some of the articles I've read about this. Um, yeah, they are also great. taking care of the freelancers and the gig workers as well. It's very That's inclusive, great. very inclusive. So there you go. So there you go. Shooting awesome. star, the more, you know. So in closing, <laughs> Mella, where, where can they find you? I know you spoke about it earlier, but you know, I just, I, I'd love to promote you because you're just such a wonderful person. Thank you. I am at mellamusic.com. That's where you can find everything about me. It's so phenomenal. And Liz, what corner can they find you on? If I told you, everybody would know. <laughs> Look, that's my sneaker. Okay. Oh, sneaker. All I'm right, gonna, ladies. I'm going to start a, um, a webcam with that. They can find me. Mycorner.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies, it, as always, it's been fun. And I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll, we'll reconvene maybe later on and see what we're, how we're doing, how our quarantines are going. I'm on day two and I'm already going crazy. So you'll, you'll be hearing a lot from me. Okay. Yeah. We should do a Corona check-in in a couple weeks. And there see you go. How, That's a great idea. Y'all have a totally different outlook by then. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I hate everybody. I hate, them. I hate everything. <laughs> can, can, can we critique James? Spawn movies because those are cool to watch right now. I'm really digging those. <laughs> no, 
What, Mella? Please tell me you've watched this. The Tiger King on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> I have. Yeah. It's oh. Been, it's been, uh, no, I haven't. It's incredible. I, I demand that right now when you get off this show, you go and just start watching. There's only six episodes. Okay. It's the best six hours of your entire uh, life. Oh, okay. Gosh. It is great. Yeah. So when you we thought, do the, you, thought, we do you the, thought Dog the Bounty Hunter was sexy. What are you going to load of this guy? Joe is uh, Joe Exotic. We'll, we'll do a whole episode about this. So we'll check in in a couple of weeks, a Corona okay. check-in. And, and Mel, you have to watch it. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that in the next episode. Okay, I will. All right. Well, again, thank you, ladies. And as always, yeah. you can listen to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And email us your confessions at confessionradionet at gmail.com. So we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Okay, bye. Bye.